Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside to the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi line brought to you guys here on the DraftKings Network. Shout out to our audience over on Samsung TV+. Plus. We appreciate you guys watching us here on what is an unbelievable college football slate this Saturday. Michael, how are we doing? We're doing great. What a what a what a difference a week makes. Last week it was hard to find good games, right? Uh-huh. This week, I mean, you better. I mean, we got to have four game femi out today. We're going to have four game femi today. I don't know how you're going to pull this one off, but they're hard to. It's hard to put them all on a bunch of screens. But this is a great day to have the remote and be flipping. Well, four game femi comes out on Sundays, Mondays, and Thursdays. Now that you you know that one yeah. by now. Well, there's no but. four games on Thursdays. Though. Yeah, you can handle that's that. True. That's true. Yeah, th- Thursdays we have to just watch our our lone game. But uh, today will be a fantastic game all throughout the evening. We were talking before the show here. This is a great day to just kind of sit on the couch and never move because yeah. we have yeah. six ranked matchups all throughout the day. Obviously, massive games in Oregon with the Colorado Buffaloes against the Oregon Ducks. We have a massive game in the Pacific Northwest, Oregon State, Washington State. Big games, Utah, UCLA, the Pac-12 will be heard from throughout the day and heard from throughout this show. We have our very own Stormy Bonatoni host here on the Lombardi line Sunday through Thursday. She will be over in Temple covering Miami against Temple on the sidelines for that game. We'll talk to Stormy about that game. Of course, the best that she has coming up in about 30 minutes from right now. Then our very own Matt Humans, host of VSIN tonight, also the College Ball Betting Podcast will join us at 11.30 Eastern, 8.30 Pacific, as he always does, sharing his NFL and college football plays. But, Michael, let's start with the game that is the top 10 showdown in South Bend. Ohio State against Notre Dame right now over at DraftKings. You have the Buckeyes as a three-and-a-half-point road favorite in hostile territory. 55-and-a-half is our total. Uh, Early thoughts on this one that has big college football playoff implications and also big Heisman Trophy implications as well. Well, I mean, this is the first time Notre Dame has had a legitimate offense with a legitimate quarterback, and I can't remember how long, right? I mean, you know, they actually ranked ninth in the nation in scoring offense. Mm. You know, they've averaged over – now, I know they haven't played a lot of great teams, 
but they've averaged over 500 yards per game. And Sam Hartman needs no apology. I know he's an older player, but he has been sensational for them. This is the first time I feel like there's not the hype driving Notre Dame's chances, but it's the talent on the field. And conversely, Ohio State, I don't know what to make of them, Femi. I mean, they've played three easy opponents. They give up six points a game. They don't look to the eye test as explosive or as talented. I understand they have Marvin Harrison Jr., but they don't look as talented. And I listened to the great Lou Holtz yesterday, and he seemed rather (laughs) confident. He seemed rather confident. I don't know if I'm that confident, but I think for the first time in a real long time, I know Notre Dame's been to the finals before with 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 uh, with uh, Butch, uh, not Butch, Jones, Brian uh, Kelly. You know, with Brian yeah. Kelly. But that those teams, I never felt like offensively had what it takes to play against a good defense. And conversely, I'm not sure that Ohio State is a great defense. So I, I'm looking forward to this. I could see why the money's pouring in on Notre Dame. They have the more proven quarterback, if you will. And Ohio State hasn't really proven anything with their play so far this year against really three below-average opponents. And I think that's sort of the story here with this game because, we, like you mentioned, Ohio State hasn't been tested in the non-conference slate here. Now, they played Indiana in a conference game to start the season, winning that one 23-3. But that game, the conversation after that one was, What's going on with Kyle McCord? Do we have, are we settled at quarterback? Do we need to go to Devin Brown? They ultimately go with Kyle McCord as QB number one. And since that game against Indiana, he's played better. But like you mentioned, it's against Youngstown State and Western Kentucky. This will be a different atmosphere against uh, a Notre Dame team that has the talent that could match an Ohio State from a recruiting standpoint. And I think from as a betting standpoint, Marcus Freeman is a coach that sort of intrigues me as an underdog, especially a home dog, because I think back to the game that we saw last year when Clemson went over to Notre Dame, and I get that that was DJ Uyunglele and the Clemson offense was kind of in the dumps at that point, but Notre Dame really took it to Clemson in that game. I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen this afternoon or this evening, but I do like the the kind of the angle of Marcus Freeman as an underdog coach, a really good motivator, a player's coach. They all want to run through the brick wall for him that maybe that elevates the fighting Irish later on today. Well, I, I think a lot of it is going to come down to their offense, right? I mean, they've never really had an opportunity to have an offense that can do what, what they've been able to do. Let's face it, that, you know, for a team that has tremendous tradition, and they've had incredible talent at the quarterback position. They've never really had an elite quarterback. I mean, last year they ranked 42nd in the nation in scoring offense. You know, they ranked 60th in total offense. You know, what was concerning, they, they weren't even relatives offense. When you break down all the numbers and you go through it, they ranked 56. So this is the first time, and they were 5.92 yards per play last year, which was 46th ranked in the country. So, you know, this is the first time where they bring an offense led by a quarterback Mm -hmm. that can actually do a lot of things well. And I think this is the difference in the game. You know, every time they play an Alabama or they play Ohio State or they play somebody good, they're always losing the quarterback battle. This is the first time they're not going to do that. 
Yeah, no, they're definitely not going to do that. Sam Hartman has been efficient, protects the football. He's played a lot of games. Uh, he was really good at Wake Forest. Now he has even better players around him here at Notre Dame. Uh, last game out against Central Michigan, 330 passing yards. It's like, when's the last time a Notre Dame quarterback threw for 330 in a win where they were able to score 41 points? Like, it's usually on the ground game. But with all the talk about Hartman, Audric Estime, the running back for Notre Dame, has also been really good. Three games over 100 yards, had 176 on the ground last Saturday. So Notre Dame is definitely a, a more diverse offense than what we've seen in the past. And it's really going to test this Ohio State defense that now is in the second year under their defensive coordinator. And I, I think that this Ohio State defense, they've been talked about highly this year, but this is a big step up in competition versus what they've seen already this season. Yeah, this is such a hard game for us to handicap in terms yeah. of with college, you, you know, because of the level of comp being so dramatically different, it's really hard to handicap how good are they on defense? You know, how good – they got a lot of young players on defense, a lot of young players. You know, they're two inside linebackers or redshirt seniors, but for the most part, they play – I think they start seven sophomores on defense. And so, you know, it's going to take some time to see how they handle Notre Dame's offensive line is really good, too. Mm -hmm. Let's not confuse that. Notre Dame is really good up front. And when you're good up front and you have a good quarterback, that's a fairly good recipe for winning football games. Yeah, well, three right now is the consensus number. There are some three and a halves in the market over at DraftKings. It's a three and a half, but where I'm sitting at Circa, I'm seeing Ohio State as a three-point favor. That total 55 and a half appears to be our consensus number. So uh, I see this the, being the, kind this of an interesting could be game. The game. This could be the game. If Notre Dame wins uh -oh. and Sam Hartman plays well, this could be the game that takes Colorado out of the conversation, the, dominating the conversation in college football and puts Notre Dame in there. Mm. This is a let's go earn our respect game for Notre Dame. Because well, if they shine and they look really good, the nation is going to turn their eyes towards them because we haven't seen this before. You know, we haven't seen this type of Notre Dame team. And if they stub their toe, we're going to get a lot of that. See, I told you so. And mm -hmm. Ohio State, every time they play against the team, I think Colt said this yesterday, and I couldn't agree more with them. I've been saying it for years. Every time they play against a physical team, mm. Ohio State doesn't match the physicality. All they talked about last year was Michigan. We're going to be more physical than Michigan. We're going to be more physical than Michigan. Michigan beat them up in the second half in the game, again at home. So this is a time for Ryan Day to kind of say to himself, all right, everybody thinks I'm a, I'm a soft offensive coach. I'm going to show that my team's got mental toughness and physical toughness. We're going to find out tonight at 730 when the ball gets kicked. I doubt it, though. I really do, because mm. Notre Dame will take it to them. I mean, this offensive line for Notre Dame is very good. All right, so you'd take those points there, plus three or plus three and a half with the, with the Fighting Irish? I, I like the Notre Dame to win the game. I really do. Okay. I, I, look, here's, for me, handicapping, go to the quarterback. Yeah. Go to the quarterback. I mean, it's not – and look, Notre Dame last year when they played Caleb Williams at USC, they didn't lose the game because their defense was bad. They lost the game because they couldn't match them offensively, right? Mm -hmm. Notre Dame can't get into a track meet with these teams because in the past they weren't good enough on offense. I mean, I, I used to complain about Tommy Reese, and now he's at Alabama, and I hear all the Alabama people complaining about him. <laughs> and think about this. Tommy Reese goes to, Notre, goes to Alabama, and he takes the Notre Dame quarterbacks. What's happening in Alabama? They're struggling at quarterback. Notre Dame takes Hartman. Mm. <laughs> 
Think about if that was reversed. Think about if Hartman went to Alabama. What would that be like today? We'd be having a different conversation against Ole Miss today. Yeah, Bama right now laying less than a touchdown at home against Ole Miss. When's the last time that was the point spread in that game? Heck, they used to be laying oh, 10 I'm points on the road. I'm shocked it hasn't come down further. Yeah. I'm, I'm shocked it hasn't come back further. I mean, Lane Kiffin is acting, and we'll get to this later. In the sh- He's acting like he should be the favorite. Now, he always does that. Get, yeah. Don't get me wrong. But with, with the guys on his staff, they're very – and just talking to people at Ole Miss, they are very confident. They feel like they may be wearing the same uniforms in Alabama, but they're not the same team. Jackson Dart, the quarterback there, are you a big fan of him over at Ole Miss? Mobile guy, can run around a little bit, make some plays? I want to watch – you know, I mean, I think this is what makes t- today sitting on that couch uh, so great because we have so many good quarterbacks in college football. Yeah. We have so many of them that really that interest me, you know, and again, never begin with the end in mind when you're scouting. It's not like, okay, I'm just trying to collect data on everyone that's positive. I want to see college football is all about level of comp. It's all about good versus good. And today we have a lot of those games, which makes it even better to evaluate the quarterbacks. 100%. It is the year of the quarterback in college football, which is why it's the year of the Pac-12 in college football as well. The Pac-12 littered with so many good quarterbacks. A lot of quarterbacks that we'll likely be seeing on Sundays. And on the other side, we'll talk about a couple of those quarterbacks. Shador Sanders of Colorado, Bo Nix of Oregon, the big game at Autzen Stadium later on this afternoon. We'll break it down here on the Lombardi line. Just getting rolling on the DraftKings Network. This episode is made possible by PwC. A robot may not be coming for your job, but competitors are coming for your market share. At PwC, we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge. Reimagine operations from the cloud, fuel innovation with responsible AI, and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
Put the VEASAN experts to work for you this football season and start betting smarter with the VEASAN Pro subscription. Sign up now and save 10% off a VEASAN Pro annual subscription when you use promo code Lombardi. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand, betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving every game, plus betting systems, premium analysis, and 24-7 video access. Remember to use promo code Lombardi to save 10% off a VEASAN Pro annual subscription today. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe and when you use that promo code Lombardi you might help us go into our ranks in the VEASAN clash competition that we've got going on throughout the different shows so make sure you sign up with promo code Lombardi don't use any other promo code just promo code Lombardi and you're all good to go this is the Lombardi line on the DraftKings Network Michael Lombardi out in the great state of New Jersey Femi Abebefe hanging out here down in downtown is, Las it, Vegas and you know what today is Femi we, what is you it? know I, I'm I'm Today in the great state of New Jersey is a, is, is a, a state holiday. It's Bruce Springsteen's birthday, 74 oh, years old. wow. The whole state shuts down. Yep, so it's, and well, it should. And well, it should. Rainy day. I feel bad for Stormy. She's going to be on that field at Lincoln Financial. She yeah. better have, her, she better have her, her boots on. It's going to be a wet one today. It, there's, a, there's a storm front coming. It's going to affect three games. I think it'll affect all of them up the coast. Charlotte. In uh, in Carolina, well, they're in Seattle, so it's not mm-hmm. going to matter. But the Washington and the Jet game and the Raven game. Well, we'll definitely be keeping our eyes on what the weather is like. We'll talk to Stormy Bonatoni coming up in 15 minutes. She'll be doing the sidelines for the Miami and Temple game. We'll also get her plays, her survivor play. Stormy's still in it with the survivor. I have been knocked out of the survivor, so we'll be rooting for Stormy to keep the dream alive here on the Lombardi line. So hopefully she can get through. We'll reveal her survivor play coming up in about 15 minutes from now. But, Michael, let's get to the game over in Autzen Stadium, where it never rains at Autzen Stadium. At least that's what they say over the loudspeakers whenever you go to a game there. They're hosting the Colorado Buffaloes, Oregon, a 21-point favorite, total sitting at 70 here. And this is the kind of game a lot of people had circled for Coach Prime and the Colorado Buffaloes. Mm-hmm. Of, all right, here, maybe this is where they come back down to earth after the 3-0 and start. Well, look, they have a great – the quarterback's playing really well. Their offense is – you know, what's funny about their offense, as good as they are – think about this, Femi. I don't think people understand this at all. As good as they're playing offensively, and we, you know, they've got tremendous weapons. They're only the fifth best offense in the conference. <laughs> Think it's about crazy. That. I mean, is that that tells you how good the Pac-12 has been? I mean, they're only the fifth best offense in the conference. Now, what the problem's going to be for Colorado. It was the problem at TCU. It was the problem last week against Colorado State. It wasn't so much against Nebraska, but the problem is their defense. Can mm. they play good enough on defense to keep? Oregon attached to get the game to the fourth quarter. And that's going to be key. And when you lose your best player, you know, then it's a real issue. And I think that one thing in talking to the people at Colorado this week, I mean, they they understand who their team is. They understand that they've, I don't want to say they've overachieved, but they understand that they've made people aware and they know they're going to get everybody's best punch. Mm. But I do think they're up for the challenge. But when you take your best receiver out of the game, Travis Hunter, and your best corner, out of the game, Travis Hunter, it makes it more difficult. The, the, the what focus in this game is going to be up front. Can the Colorado defensive front match the Oregon offensive front? I think that's going to be the key. Well, do you think that they can based on what you've seen over the past few weeks? I think it's going to be really hard. I think it's mm-hmm. going to be hard. I think this is, this is going to be a boxing match, and I think Oregon's going to, going to try <laughs> to wear you down. Oregon's trying to wear you down and, and, and just kind of 
make sure that they don't do what TCU did, which is get into a track. They're going to wear them down and extend the lead and make them play from behind. I think that Colorado proved last week they can play from behind. But I don't really care what happens in this game. You know, I mean, I don't want to hear the rhetoric while they finally caught up with themselves. Mm -hmm. Dion's doing an incredible job coaching. They're doing an incredible job of developing the players on their team. The quarterback, Shador Sanders, is playing well. And they're going to continue to play well. Whether they win today or lose today, they're going to continue to play well. Like, this is not a game where, you know, Everybody, you know, we're rooting for shattered dreams. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Dion's great for college football, and so is Colorado. To see that stadium, I mean, what's the biggest thing? Well, you, it's not in your lifetime, but in my lifetime, probably the biggest thing that happened in Colorado Stadium was Mork and Mindy were there. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Yeah. And, and such a perfect setting. So I think it's a hard game. I really do. And I think mm-hmm. defensively is going to be the biggest challenge for the Buffaloes today. Yeah, the, yeah, we know that. I mean, a lot of people are rooting against Dion and all that. Everyone says that it's flashy and stuff like that. I, I'm with you. I'm rooting for Dion, and I'm rooting for this thing to become the, uh, an, an even bigger story because I think it's great for college football. I mean, you have people who never watched college football watching the sport because of what he's brought to Colorado and that football program, a, a once proud program in the 90s that was kind of been dormant over the last 15 to 20 years now has once again risen to national prominence. Now, with that said, uh, I, I like Oregon to go ahead and cover. I didn't bet Oregon laying the 20- 21, that's a lot of points. The way I went ahead and bet this game, Michael, was uh, taking a little flyer on Bo Nix at 30-1 to 1 to win the Heisman Trophy. Because I think with a lot oh. of eyeballs on this game, I think that this no passing chance. this passing that, attack that, can go Femi, ahead and... Femi, no. <laughs> that, that is such a... Give the money to those kids at St. Jude's, please. Why would you do that? Bo Nix has no chance to win the Heisman. No chance. None. All right, million to one then, I zero. guess. Zero. Okay. Less than zero. <laughs> Less than zero. I mean, negative two. Sam Hartman, he's not going to beat out Caleb Williams. I mean, Michael Penix, if Washington wins, why would you do that? Now, why? See, this is what's wrong with betting. These, when you get caught up in these, oh, it's a good number. It's only a good number if the player has a legitimate chance based on circumstances and based on risk. That's why it's so important in betting to read a lot about risk management. And understand, because the number, that's where they lure you in. That's why they have chandeliers in the casino. They lure you in. Oh, that's a really good, I hear it all the time on every, everybody talks gambling. Well, that's a really good number. It's only a good number if it comes through and it has no chance of coming through. I mean, no chance. our guy, Justin Fields, number was great, but you, I knew it wasn't coming through. It was, you, you even admitted you didn't think it would happen. Say yeah, Jews. I didn't think it was going to happen. I mean, Bo Nix is not winning the Heisman and, and he could play great. He could play great. The one I thought you were going to say, you were going to bet Sam Hartman to win the Heisman because if he plays great today, that number's going way down. And that political campaign that happens on Sunday from the Vatican is going to be powerful. Well, I didn't have a strong opinion on Ohio State Notre Dame, so that's why I didn't want to bet it because I mean they could easily lose the game and then there goes Sam Hartman's Heisman Trophy chances. I mean they're three and a half point dog at home. Oh, you so disappoint me, Femi. You so disappoint me All with right. that. No. All right. Well, in, Dece- no. in December, when Bo Nix is sitting Allie, there in New York City. What are we, we're on Springsteen's birthday. It's the 23rd of September. Yeah. 23rd of September. It, write it down. You're not, even racing in the, you're not even racing in the streets. I mean, this isn't even no well, retreat, no surrender. This is really just, oh, I'm, I'm so disappointed. I told you, I, I like dancing in the dark. That's more of my jam for Springsteen. But write it down. Oh, Take a picture of it. September That's, 23rd. I go to the bathroom on dancing. In, that, this is the difference between <laughs> you and When he plays dancing in the dark, I go to the, I, that's when I go, go to the restroom. And then I come back. 
Write it down. Take a picture. Clip this. Save this clip. All our guys behind the glass. Save the clip. You heard it on I'd September like to 23rd. I'd like know on Twitter today if people, if people agree with me or they agree with you. Because right. I'm telling you, I'm sending you the St. Jude's information. So, That's so, a St. Jude's So you don't, think, you don't think Oregon's a good team? I do think they're a good team. And okay. I think Bo Nix is a good player. I'm not saying okay. that. So then, so then, is, so then how do you say they have no chance? Here. We're talking a political arena. Do you yeah. think those writers are objective? I mean, Mike Tomlin didn't even get a – barely got any votes for coach of the year, and his team was, you know, it's all situational. It's all perception. You're not going to get – I mean, and look, I know Oregon. I know they're sending people to every college game day uh-huh. to put sign. They're doing as much as they can to promote Bo Nix. They did it for Joey Harrington. Remember him? Yeah, yeah. They I did do. the same thing. They had yeah. billboards in Manhattan on them. In Times Square. Did he win it? He didn't win it. But I think, that, win it? I think Oregon has a chance to go to the playoff. And if Bo Nix puts up big numbers like he's going to do today, I think he definitely is in the you conversation. You think Oregon can win the Pac? Do you think? Even oh yeah, if, you think I think they can win the Pac twelve, one hundred percent. Why not? I, I don't think that. <laughs> I don't doubt that. But he's not going to beat Michael Penix. He's going to be. No, it's just a bad play. I love it's the Huskies. I love the Huskies. I'm a, I'm a Husky fan. I, I don't like betting on an Oregon guy, but from an this opportunity standpoint. A, this is what's wrong with this, this is, is why the wrong. book makes so much money. <laughs> they lure you in all with right. this logic. Oh, that's a good number. Yeah, I hear it all the time on all our shows. Oh, that's a good number. It's only a good number if it's realistic. It's not. Okay, so do you think right so right now Shador Sanders is at 18 to 1. Bo Nix is at 20 to 1. Who do you think has a better chance to win the Heisman? I think Shador Sanders, he got How? a bigger campaign. The, the, Michael. I mean, he does. Michael. He has a bigger campaign. I think They're gonna Jordan go. Travis at 14 to 1. Where, where's my man Sam, Sam Hartman? Was, was, I was pushing him two weeks ago. Colorado has an updated win total of six and a half. You're not going to win the Heisman winning six, seven games. Like, you can but, cross it, Shador off right the, now. What, wait a minute. The updated, the, anything <laughs> updated on Colorado has been wrong. Everything, everything on Colorado has been wrong this year. Like there's um, Michael, I'm, I'm here to say, as Parcells would say, one wrong, all wrong. <laughs> Colorado right now, Shadur is 18 to one. Right now on September 23rd, in two weeks' time, Shadur will be 50 put to one. Put that graphic back up. Hell yeah, put <laughs> that graphic back one. up. Put that graphic back up. I would rather take the Notre Dame running back. I can't say estimate. Uh, I would estimate? take him at 50 to one. Yeah, well, I'll take nah. him. I mean, all Hart- these are Hartman's just wasted. Gonna- all these are just wasted plays. Everything, everything down from Shanders on down is a wasted play. It's all wasted. Just giving it to St. Jude's. Six and a half win total has a better chance to win the Heisman than Bo Nix. Stormy Jones is next. Oh. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe on VSEN, the sports betting network. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. Football's more fun when you're in on the action, so download the app now and sign up with code VEGAS. New customers can bet just $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code VEGAS. The crown is yours. 
Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line hanging out on the DraftKings Network. We thank Stormy Bonatoni, who joined us in the last segment. Stormy, of course, will be doing the Miami Temple game later on today. You can check her out here on the Lombardi Line Sundays through Thursdays throughout the week here. But, uh, Michael, we can go ahead and transition. And also, before we transition to the NFL, want to alert people to the poll that we did put up on our Twitter page, at VEASAN Live on Twitter. We encourage everyone to go ahead and check that out and participate. Make your voice heard here on this Saturday. But it's a simple question. Which of these quarterbacks playing in in big games today, would you bet on to win the Heisman? And right now with the current odds, Sam Hartman's 10 to 1, Jordan Travis of Florida State 14 to 1, Shador Sanders at Colorado 18 to 1, and then my man Bo Nix of Oregon sitting at 20 to 1. And right now leading the poll, predictably, is Notre Dame quarterback Sam Hartman with 33.9% of the vote there. But hey, look at my guy Bo Nix. He's in third in the poll, a close third in this poll here, Michael. So some people yeah, out there all, believing all with the, me. All the uh, Femi family are voting there. I can see this is a, the Femi family. This is a I have one, one brother. <laughs> This is a Lyndon Johnson sponsored election, if I've ever seen one. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, this my, my massive being done family. Somewhere down in Texas. Yes. Okay. Okay. I don't think they're up this early in the morning, honestly, but okay. uh, but we'll see. We'll see. It's, it's, it's an interesting yeah, conversation. We'll, I mean, we'll definitely see. We said we, we, we clipped the – our guys clipped it. They wrote it down September 23rd. So we'll revisit this in, uh, in December when Bo Nix is sitting there in New York City for the Heisman Trophy. But let's get to the NFL and talk. We were speaking with Stormy. She's playing Jacksonville in Survivor this week. So we're crossing yeah. our fingers. Hopefully she's able to go ahead and make it through and carry the torch here for the Lombardi line. But – you wanted to make a point about Houston's injuries. This team has been banged up all throughout since training camp, and now they got some bad news earlier this week. Yeah, I mean, look, they, they have been ravaged with injuries again. I, I don't know what's going on down there in terms of the health of their team, but there's some teams that just haven't been able to avoid the injury bug. And now, you know, they have three-thirds of, of their secondary is not going to play in this game. You know, so, you know, they may get Jimmy Ward back, but let's just go over it. Perryman, their middle linebacker, who makes the calls – He's hurt, which is usually the case for Perryman. He's often hurt. Mm -hmm. You know, he's an undersized linebacker. He runs to the football, has a hard time staying healthy. Their best cover corner, Stingley, is not going to play. He's out. You know, P uh, Jalen Patry, the free, the, the free safety, good player. He's yep. hurt. Murray, the kid from Cleveland's hurt. Now, Jimmy Ward may come back, but to me, they're just – they're not good enough to overcome – this in their secondary. And then when we talk about their offensive line, you know, Tunsil hasn't played. Their, their center was their, the kid they drafted from Penn State in the first round. He's on IR, Juice Shrugs. You know, they got Josh Jones, who they traded for from Arizona. Tunsil's the backup. I mean, it's they're just riddled with injuries across the board. And I think Jacksonville, having not played well last week, understanding they lost at home to the Texans last year, I'm sure Doug Peterson will have the team ready to go. Yeah, it does feel like a, a nice bounce back spot here for the Jacksonville Jaguars in this game. With that said, though, the betting market has liked Houston throughout the week. This yeah. opened as high as 10. And now we're down to seven and a half here at Circle, where I'm sitting. DraftKings is still at eight, but seven and a half is the consensus number here. Total sitting at 44. Do you think that's just more pessimism about the Jaguars or do people actually believe in the Texans with this mass unit that they have out there this weekend? Well, I think this is more of a slap at Jacksonville's defensive personnel. Mm -hmm. They haven't been great rushing the passer. I mean, they the, the the Chiefs beat Jacksonville last week without their A game. And frankly, if you're really honest about the Chiefs, it was out their B game. I mean, they beat them with a C game. If I say to you, Femi, you're going to hold Patrick Mahomes to 17 points, 
You're signing the letter. Yes. You're taking, I'll take that, and you think you're going to win the game. Yeah, you sign in blood. And yet they couldn't. <laughs> you know, they fall, they fall start in the red zone. They get a penalty. They just messed up the red zone. And, you know, they played well enough on defense. But, look, that Colt game, the beginning of the year, was a close game to the fourth quarter. And the Colts just ran out of, ran out of stuff to run. And the way that they lose this game, if Jacksonville loses this game, it's because Lawrence turned the ball over like he did the last time they played him. They can't oh. afford to do that. They have to play the, you know, it's one of the things I've been doing a lot of, re, we're talking about risk and reward and all those things is, you know, there's certain times where you go to a game where you have to play a loser's game, not a winner's game. When you're Jacksonville and you're playing Kansas City, you have to play a winner's game. And what does that mean? That means you have to make five or six plays in a game that are probably outside your talent level to make. Right, But mm. you can do them, but you just can't do it on a consistent level. When you play a loser's game, you do things to force the other team to make the mistakes. You don't give them the game. Okay, So it's the Belichickian, we have to avoid losing before we can win. And, and we learn this from study, from tennis. People have done a lot of studies on tennis, and it really involves the – this involves handicapping too. Why I don't like Bo Nix, because I think Bo Nix is a – you're taking too much of a risk in this situation. Okay, so that's why I think when you look at the, the games, like who has to play a winner's game? And then you look at the point spread, and if that point spread is really high, maybe they could do it. You know, let's face it. Maybe, you know, Indianapolis with all these injuries on Baltimore's team and with, with Gardner Minshew with eight points – they don't have to play as much as a winner's game as they would have needed against Lamar Jackson. And I think that's how you have to approach this. And so, you know, most teams don't do that. Most teams, Denver last week against Washington, you know, if they just play the loser's game, do what they do really well and don't turn the ball over, don't try to become something you're not, Washington probably doesn't beat them. But they did. They gave Washington enough plays. New England, in the first two games of the season, they've played nothing but loser games because they keep giving their opponent – the, the, the ball, they keep giving it easy for the opponent. And this all comes from, Femi, it comes from tennis, right? So a professional tennis player, he can't, he never makes a bad shot. He, for, he hit, the only way, the way he wins is he hits a shot that the other professional can't return back, mm -hmm. okay? Because they both can return shots. The amateur oftentimes tries to be the professional and hits the ball in the net. If the amateur just tries to hit the ball back over the net, the other guy will make a mistake or the other girl. That's the whole concept behind this. And I, and I think that has a lot to do with betting. It has a lot to do. That's why eliminating games on your betting card or eliminating, no matter how good the odds are, you have to eliminate things that you know doesn't have a chance to happen. Hence my stance on Bo Nicks. I'll rest my case. <laughs> We'll put that off to the side, but I do want to stay in the AFC South, though, because uh, Anthony Richardson is out in this game, like you mentioned, in the concussion protocol after suffering the concussion on the touchdown run last week in Houston. Gardner Minshew will be the QB one. I want to kind of tie these games together with the game that's in Seattle with the Panthers and the Seahawks, because Bryce Young now sounds like he will be out one to two weeks with the ankle injury. And the, the larger point here with some of these rookie QBs, behind offensive lines that can be shaky. And Richardson's case, that was just him running, and then he went ahead and hit the back of his head there. But how do we go ahead and protect these quarterbacks and make sure that they can stay on the field? Because they have a lot of promise, and we all want to see them play. But here we are, just three weeks into the season, and two of the top four picks from this past week's draft here, or this past season's draft, are, are now uh, on the bench with an injury. 
Look, when you turn that card in for Richardson, Elliot, you know this too. Our producer, Elliot's a huge Indianapolis Colts fan. Mm -hmm. For the shoe. You assumed, you assumed he was going to take too many hits and it was going to hurt himself. And it happened sooner than you wanted it to, but it happened. And it's the same we saw this summer. I tweeted it out. I was Femi Twitter for a moment, and I tweeted it out. If they don't protect this guy, he's going to get hurt. And he has gotten hurt. Like, it starts with protection. Again, offensive football is not about what plays can you run. It's about how can we protect the quarterback the best way we possibly can. And I, and I think sometimes they get these young kids in there, and they don't do a good enough job of protecting. And we've seen that from Carolina all through the year. All through the year, Frank Wright hasn't protected them, hasn't given them a chance to get protected, whether it's a personnel issue, whether it's a scheme issue. They're, they're the same issue. And, and I think ultimately that's the problem. And a lot of it comes from what offense do you want to run for the quarterback? Well, when you drafted Richardson, you knew when you turned that card in that he's going to get hit because you're going to have to run him. He's not going to be a pure dropback passer. So that's the risk you took. It happened, and now you've got cold water on your face, and you're going to have to invest. Chris Ballard's got to have a backup quarterback. He's got to put money in that position for the next four years because he knows this guy could continue to get hurt. Yeah, well, the betting market seems to like both of these teams without the rookie quarterbacks. Indianapolis has held steady as an eight-point dog, and in fact, Carolina, from the news of Bryce Young being out, went from six-and-a-half to five-and-a-half. So people are interested in Andy Dalton up in the Pacific Northwest against the Seattle Seahawks. Maybe that's a bet against the Seattle Seahawks and not a bet on Andy Dalton. We'll see what happens in that game coming up later on tomorrow afternoon. Seahawks, once again, five and a half point favorites. All right. On the other side, we begin our number two doing the process of elimination game. Hall of Notes play next here on the Lombardi line on the DraftKings Network. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews 
with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Looking to be a better better? Of course you are. And tens of thousands of people have already turned to Juice Reel. That's Juice, R-E-E-L, in the App Store. Juice Reel is not a sports book. It's a tool to help you beat the books. Juice Reel connects all of your sports betting accounts into one app, loads all of your betting history, and gives you an analytical edge backed by nearly $1 billion in bets from sports bettors in all 50 states. Use the data to follow the winners and fade the losers. Don't place another bet until you've downloaded this revolutionary sports betting tool, Juice Reel. That's juice like orange juice real r-e-e-l it's absolutely free download juice reel to your iphone or android device today and become a better better welcome back this is the lombardi line hanging out on DraftKings network on this fantastic college football saturday the slate is absolutely electric and someone who is electric will be joining us right now our very own stormy bonantoni who is the host of the lombardi line here sunday through thursday doing the sideline reporting for today's miami and temple game where the weather is going to be something we'll get into all of that stormy in just a bit but in the last segment michael and i were having a, a passionate <laughs> conversation about my Bo nicks 30 to 1 bet to win the highest Trophy. We wanted to get your thoughts. Am I crazy? Am I onto something? Are you in between? Where are you at with this? No, I don't hate it. Michael, you hate oh. it? He despises oh, it. Look it. at him. There's <laughs> no chance. It's it's a St. Jude's play all the way. There's no oh, way. Come on. You, Michael, Michael, you cannot you know call these that voters, a St. Jude's play. These voters, there's no way they're going to give these voters. Michael Penix has got, I mean, I love he's Penix. got, I mean, he's okay. not even. He's at the line. The line for him to get the Heisman is as long as the line to get a driver's license in New York City at the DMV. It's long. I mean, it's you're long. Try, you know. You're terrible. No, Michael, <laughs> give me, hold on. Give Femi some credit here because if Oregon does like ultimately run the table in the Pac-12, right? Like they have a tough schedule. They've got to play Washington and Utah and USC. They have to, if they were to run the table against those teams and Bo Nix is a reason why he's got like a 78% completion percentage to start the year. No pick. If he keeps playing like that, why couldn't he win? Because he's Oregon. There's going to be other (laughs) stories that are, that are, that are more powerful that are being promoted now. I mean, you know, I'm not saying he's stormy. I'm not saying at all. He's not a good player. I'm not. (laughs) I'm not saying that I, I have been really, impressed by how poorly he was coached at Auburn to how well he's coached mm-hmm. Oregon. And I think he's improved tremendously, without a doubt. I'm talking the political sense of this. I'm not talking about the player sense of this. And logic, when it gets to a political arena, I mean, it doesn't really, it doesn't make it. And so, yeah, if this happens and that happens, and you know, 30 to 1, I think the risk far outweighs the reward. All right, well. Listen, I'm, I'm, you know, Michael, I'm a Sam Hartman girl. That's where my money is in the Heisman market, but I wouldn't call Bo Nix a St. Jude's play. I can't, I give my guy Femi a break here. Okay. I don't mind it. 
That's all we're asking for. We're just we're asking to be open-minded here on the Lombardi line. Well, we're, I am open-minded. <laughs> I, I am. I'm completely open-minded. I just think you're giving your you know you have a wedding to save up for. Stormy's already paid for hers. I'm just trying to save money for your wedding. I'm trying to well, stop this. And if you're going to make donations, call St. Jude's. Those kids need it. Maybe we're trying I'm to get just some- trying to be the I'm trying to be the grandfather here. I'm just trying to help you young kids out, save money, be smart. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm, tr- I'm trying to get a you chandelier know? at the wedding, Michael. So we got to get one of these big tickets to cash eventually. Uh, Storm, Stormy, uh, you mentioned Sam Hartman. You like him for the Heisman. Notre Dame's a three-point dog at home against Ohio State today. Total 55 and a half. Uh, what do you like in this game? How do you see this playing out later on this evening? Yeah, I'm rolling with, with the Fighting Irish in this spot, uh, especially since you can get the hook now with the plus three and a half on ND. I feel like a lot of the people that are backing Ohio State in this spot and that really, really believe in the Buckeyes are too hamstrung a little bit to like who Ohio State has been the last couple of years and who Notre Dame has been the last couple of years instead of who they are right now. Mm. And what I've seen from Notre Dame is a different team led by Sam Hartman. And he is kind of like the secret sauce. I don't think the moment's going to be too big for him. He's experienced. He's efficient. Uh, I know that they haven't played a particularly tough schedule to this point, but they have been tested in that game on the road against NC State, and he was tremendous in that spot as well. Meanwhile, like Ohio State, who who have they played? They haven't had the, any tests of any kind, and I've had some significant doubts about their quarterback and Kyle McCord and what he's been able to do and the penalties that this team has, has taken. I know they're coming off of a big at-margin win against Western Kentucky, but that doesn't really do anything for me. I think in South Bend, with touchdown Jesus at their back, like give me Notre Dame in this spot, getting the points. How often are you going to get the Notre Dame fighting Irish as an underdog at home with Tim Murray in the building, who's on a nine-game yes. win streak, ladies and gentlemen, when he's at fighting Irish games? You got to go with it. I love it. I, I, now, I think I, I'm, I love your logic on it. The problem I have with college from a handicapping standpoint is they play these three games, and Notre, and Ohio State's defense gives up six points a game. All their numbers, I don't know what to believe. I have no idea what to believe in their numbers because they haven't played anybody. And so I know they played Indiana, but that Indiana game was a lot closer than the score. If Indiana had a good quarterback, maybe they win or they had a better offense. I, I'm, I have a hard time. I'm not sure. I'm with you. I don't know how good Ohio State is. Yeah, and especially defensively, to your point, like, are we sure that year two under Jim Knowles that they've taken this massive step and have become a good defense? Notre Dame is going to test them. They're going to have to defend the entire field with the way that that Sam Hartman, we know, can air it out, what Audric Estime can do in the ground game. It's, it's going to be coming at all angles. I think for Notre Dame, you just have to hope that your wide receivers can hold up their end of the bargain in this spot and take advantage of that Ohio State secondary. Because I do, Michael, to your point, I have a lot of questions about that group for Ohio State. We're speaking with Stormy Bonantoni, host of the Lombardi Line here Sundays through Thursday. Also, ESPN sideline reporter. She'll be doing the Miami and Temple game in Philadelphia later on this afternoon, 3.30 Eastern kick, 12.30 Pacific time. Right now, it looks like outside the window there, Stormy, in Philly, it looks like it's sunny, but the weather could take a turn. Where are we at right now with the weather system? I know you got into this business to be a meteorologist, uh, but the total right now is sitting at 46. 23-point favorites are the Hurricanes. What are we looking like weather-wise as it pertains to this total? You know, I was talking about this with, with Temple's head coach, Stan Drayton, yesterday, that they must have just caught a bad break with the hurricanes coming to town <laughs> and a sideline reporter named Stormy. The weather was just inevitable, uh, apparently. But, yeah, it's been it's been raining a good bit this morning. 
And I, from what I understand, keeping an eye on the radar, the rain should calm down a little bit after kickoff. It's the wind that's going to be problematic. And, and we know as betters, keeping an eye on all of these things, wind is what impacts these games more than rain. So something to keep an eye on up to around 17 mile an hour winds pretty consistently gusts up to nearly 40. Mm. So those big chunk winds, I think particularly for Temple are going to be problematic because they have struggled to this point with the exception of last game against Norfolk state to run the ball. And I mean, that's obviously from a level of competition, very, very different from what you're going to see from a Miami front. So they've struggled to run the ball. And then their quarterback in EJ Warner, he's a smaller guy who just doesn't have a whole lot of arm strength when it comes to the wind. I think we could see a few balls flail from him from that standpoint. So I do think it's going to be an uphill battle for temple, especially given the weather in this spot. And, Miami, to their credit, they just they look like a different group lately. They're running back core. They've got three guys that they can really rotate and kind of ride the hot hand on a given day. Tyler Van Dyke has been one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the country, top five in QBR. Um, and so they've been really been able to put things together from, from all angles. And that offensive line up front completely retooled, revamped, upgraded. They give Tyler Van Dyke a lot of time and can create some big holes for those running backs. So I think advantage Miami in a lot of areas today. Stormy, where are you on Oregon, Colorado? Did you make a play on this game? I would not touch that game with a 10-foot pole. I have no idea, like, who Colorado is going to be at, at this point. I feel like every week I have an expectation, and then they come out and show me something different. They don't have Travis Hunter, and I think that's going to be significant on both sides of the ball, obviously. If I were to, like, if you forced me to make a bet on this game, I'd probably go Oregon first half. It's under two touchdowns. I, I Last I checked, it was at 13 and a half. And I think that's something I could see Oregon at home getting off to, to a hot kind of a start and taking advantage of maybe some Colorado miscues. Because I think Colorado's kind of, early on in the season, maybe starting to get figured out a little bit. And I, I just don't know what to expect. So as far as a side on this game, it'd be Oregon first half or nothing for me. Stormy, we've got about 45 seconds left. I have been knocked out of Survivor. So it's on you now to carry the Lombardi line dream here to go ahead and win the $9 million. What do we like this week in Survivor? I have two entries left and I put them both on Jacksonville. I'm very nervous. I think a lot of people have PTSD from last year getting knocked out in that 13 to six loss to the Texans. But me and Michael talked about it earlier this week. They did bounce back the second half of the year with a massive win over Houston. There's just everything in this matchup tells me that Trevor Lawrence and Jacksonville are going to be able to take advantage. They had so many would-be touchdowns last week against Kansas City that just didn't come to fruition because the wide receiver couldn't get their feet in bounds or what have you. I feel like they get on track in a big way against Houston, and I stay alive. We survive another week. There we go. It's a banged-up secondary for the Houston Texans as well, so maybe Lawrence and the crew Stingley's can take advantage. Out too. That, that really, they'll have a hard time covering them. Yeah, 100%. You got it, Stormy. We're all the way. Don't even blink. <laughs> she is Stormy Bonantoni. Check her out on the sidelines at Miami Stormy, and Temple. Stay dry. Stay dry indeed. Yeah. All right, we'll Saint continue Jude, to talk some Stormy NFL. And Femi. <laughs> Bo Nix for the Heisman starts today. Lombardi line coming up next. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast 
on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.